Blog Talk Radio.
you're listening to the Spirit Alive Network, your global transformation station. And this is Taking It to the Streets. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Taking It to the Streets for this Monday, November the 14th, 2016. Now, first and foremost, I want to ask for forgiveness, my babies, because uh, Bishop has a cold on tonight, but there was nothing that was going to stop me from being here tonight to host the program, and I'm blessed to let you know that I am the overseer of Spirit Alive Ministries and the Spirit Alive Network. I'm also blessed to be the founder of No Bounds Global Outreach Ministries and the Spirit Alive Praise and Worship Experience, which airs right here on the Spirit Alive Network each and every Sunday at 9 a.m. But, oh, glory to God, saints, saints, saints. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. I'm so glad that all of you have called in and tuned in tonight because I'm so very honored to be joined by a truly phenomenal sister in the person of Reverend Dion Carter. And we will be hearing from her in just a moment. But as always, we begin each and every program with a word of prayer. So let us stop, drop, and give God's glory. Hallelujah. Most gracious and heavenly Father, I just come before your throne of grace, just thanking you and praising you and magnifying you for the opportunity, Father, to share with your people a word. Lord God, I just want to say thank you for the beautiful sister that will be coming on tonight to share her life and then a rima word with us. Father, I ask that you step into her body of clay and teach what you would have us to know about you. Father, I pray that you would use this program to activate, edify, encourage, and equip your people. And, Father, if there is someone that doesn't know you in the pardon of their sins, I just pray that on tonight they will hear something from the woman of God that will cause them to come running. They must do to make you their Lord and their Savior. It is in the name of Jesus I pray all things. Amen and glory to God. Oh, praise the Lord. We are packed up in here like sardines on tonight. And, again, I'm so blessed that you have called in, tuned in, Skyped in, instant messaged in. Hallelujah. Anyway that you got here, we're just praising God that you're here. Now, saints, on tonight I have joining me a precious sister, Reverend Diane Carter. Now, I know I sound like Kermit the Frog, but get over it, all right? (laughs) Okay. Now, Saints, I met this young lady at my precious niece Janie's event. And, honey, let me tell you, I was blown away by the light of God that was all up in there, up in there. Now, family, you know I keep real. And I am telling you that I had to put on my spiritual sunglasses. And this young lady that I have with joining me on tonight definitely had her Jesus high beings on. My brothers, my sisters, won't you help me to receive my special guest for this evening, Reverend Dion Carter. Good evening, my sister. 
Good evening, Bishop. How are you this evening? I'm blessed and highly favored, and so are you. First and Amen. foremost, I just I just want to say thank you, beloved, for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me here on tonight and bless our listeners with the Rima word and also to just share some things about your life because I always teach here and we preach here on the Spirit Alive Network that, you know, God doesn't use special people to use extraordinary things, but God uses ordinary people to do supernatural things. So it it always blesses me to just be able to bring before my listeners men and women of God who are simply not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus, men and women of God who are truly on fire for the Lord and truly want his people to be um, saved, delivered, restored, transformed. So, my sister, I want to start out tonight by asking you a few things about yourself, and you can tell us as much or as little as you feel um, comfortable with because these are the questions that I am most freak, you know, most people in the chat rooms or that are in the in the studio usually ask. So, All right. my precious, tell us a little bit about your upbringing and the phenomenal people that influenced you the most. Okay. Well, you know, I grew up in in East Oakland, California. I was born and raised there. Um, I was uh, in a two-parent home at first, and then my parents divorced. Um, Both of my parents were artists and musicians, and um, I think they were my great influence because they allowed me to seek my path. Um, They exposed me to many things in Oakland, arts, music, dancing, karate, And I grew up during a time where the crack epidemic had hit, you know, most inner cities around this nation, but particularly in Oakland. Um, I was able to see my community just uh, really uh, transform and crumble, and the family units were crumbling, and there was lots of violence. And so at a very early age, you know, the people around me were my influences whether good or bad, if I felt like they were doing something that wasn't of God or wasn't quite proper or wasn't safe or healthy or loving, um, it influenced me not to do those things, uh, which was very Mm -hmm. important to my learning experience being exposed to those things um, because you don't know how to make informed decisions um, if you've never been exposed. So Amen. Um, that was a major influence for me is to really see the conditions of my people and my community as a result of drugs and, and alcohol and violence. And then um, there were also uh, sparks of light during that time. I would come across people who were doing community work, um, serving the people, um, helping restore families. And they and they influenced me that by the power of God things can become whole again, but only by the power of God. Oh, hallelujah. I believe, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, go ahead, precious one. Go ahead. I, I believe I believe that whatever good or bad influences, 
Um, just as Roman eight twenty eight says that all things, all things, not some things, all but all things, things work, work together, together for good for those yes, who love that. the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Amen. Glory to God. See, now are you beginning to realize why I think this is just a, such a phenomenal young woman of God and um, why I just could not wait to have her on the program? Now, Precious, tell us how you came to the Lord. It sounds like you came to the Lord at a very early age. So yes. uh, were you brought up in the church? Were, you know, you come from a long line of pastors? Uh, tell us how you came to the Lord, Precious. Um, I was born and raised in the church, um, and I do come from um, a line of pastors on my maternal grandmother, my grandmothers, her brothers. Um, my great-grandfather was an AME pastor for 37 years, um, and then on my dad's side, um, my grandfather and my grandmother were very involved in their local church and the choir and official board and, and such. So I'd always been exposed to the church, and I praise God for the moral compass that I got. Um, but I think I really came to God through music and art mm-hmm. um, because during those troubled times of my early days, um, some of those negative influences seeped into my own home and in my right. own family. And what I began, I was an only child, what I found comfort in and joy in was my ability to draw, to sing, Amen. to play the piano. Amen. Um, my ability to go out into the yard and dig and plant seeds and dig up worms. And those things were things that I honestly believe that God gave me to give me joy during my times of sorrow. And so I was very aware of God's activity in my life. And when I was sad, I was very aware of when God would show me something or provide for me to bring joy back to my life. Oh, that is so beautiful. And so early on, I remember having a vision, Mm -hmm. um, which I never forgot about. Um, I told my parents that I saw that I saw Jesus, and I just remember. I don't know if it was my mom or my dad that asked me, "How did you know? You know, what did he look like?" And I said, "I really couldn't see his face. There was a light over his face. Hallelujah." And they said, well, how did you know it was him? And I said, I saw his sandals. And I was about seven or eight years old around that time, but there was a vision that I never, ever forgot. I can still see it right now. So I believe that, you know, I was able to receive God into my life early on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And being at church and going to church validated my lived experiences with God. It made me know that it was real because my parents and my grandparents and the other believers that I worshiped with is what helped me to really fully accept the Lord into my life at a very early age. Oh, praise the living God. And I just want to, again, point out the reason that I, 
often asked this question, tell us about your upbringing and the, and the people that influenced you most. It's simply because it, um, you will often find that, you know, it's, it's not about a religion. It's not about going to church, to the building. It's about having a relationship with Jesus. Now, this young lady was blessed to uh, grow up in a home where, uh, you know, they were not ashamed of the gospel. Um, She was taught the importance of having a relationship with the Lord. And she didn't, she was trained up in the ways that she should go. And here she is all these years later, and she has not departed from it. So Amen. I praise God for all of those parents, those grandparents, those that village, that Holy Ghost village that Absolutely. rallies around our young people that, you know, uh, mentor and, 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 you know, they're not, they will go the extra mile to take a young person to church or invite a young person to a musical or to a play or, you know, because they're, everybody is not going to receive through a preached message. So I also want to tell you parents that um, are, you know, your, your if your child says, I want to be a, a rapper, a Holy Ghost rapper, or I want to praise, dance, or I, you know, don't quench the spirit within them. Nurture that. Encourage that. Because you don't know what God is going to do that do with that. He might use those gifts to reach the nation for his glory. Amen. So Amen. you know, you really need to uh encourage your young people. You need to live righteously before them so that they will know that it's all okay to live righteously themselves. So I think that having early training um, and being trained to look for to, to look for blessings and to understand you're being blessed and to hear the voice of God is one of the greatest gifts a, a, a family could give a young person. Yes, uh, so my yes. sister, uh, and having said that, my sister, could you tell us about your call to ministry? I mean, you're just, it looks like to me, you're just, you know, the baton is just being passed down, and you're walking <laughs> in that, look, you're walking on that uh, road of faith that so many of your family members have walked before yes. you. Yes, 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 yes. You know, it's interesting because it hasn't been an easy journey. You know, anything worth having, you got to sacrifice for it, sacrifice, you know. So early on I knew that I wanted to tell people about God. That's kind of how I looked at it. Um, But I also early on saw what religion could do um, as far as the order of religion and the quenching of the spirit that can happen and some of the traditions that, you know, Mm -hmm. will shape the way a worship service is held. And, and so I had some problems with that early on. And so I decided to go to school to be a social worker and I, I said, and I said, I'm going to help people that way, you know, and every time I would get the nudge of, 
the clergy position or the the minister of the gospel, you know, I would say, no, 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 no. I'm just going to do right. it this way. <laughs> and so I be, I continued to do what I believed was God's ministry um, right, in right. the community for 20, you know, for at least 20 years, 25 years I've been doing uh-huh. work in the community. And so, but it just didn't feel right. So about maybe 10 years after I got my BA in social work, I got started getting more nudges and nudges. And I said, I'm going to go back <laughs> to school again. And I can just do more ministry through social work. And I did that, and I continued doing work, and I believed that God was with me and guided my work, but it still wasn't right. It still didn't feel right because I was in a public setting. I could not use the word of God. We could not pray, and it did not feel right to me. And so Amen. at that point, there were some things that happened to me, um, i.e., I lost my job for the first time in my life, and I realized that I needed to be obedient, that I had yeah, done yeah. sacrificed. I sacrificed to go to school and worked and went to school and took care of myself, but obedience is better than sacrifice. Amen. And I yeah. tell you, once I publicly said, I am a preacher, <laughs> It was like things became, my perception of life changed. It wasn't that I, you know, everything was easier. You know, actually it became a little bit more difficult, but I understood it. And I'm understanding things better by and by. And so um, I'm an artist. I'm a painter. God has called me to, um, I'm a poet and a dancer. And I've been using those gifts um, amongst the people. Um, I believe it's important for creative arts because the thing about creative arts is this. When you are watching a dance or when you're dancing or when you're painting a picture or when you're looking at a painting or when you're singing a song or you hear someone else sing the song, it's just you and God. If yes, you got the yes, ears yes. to hear, it's you and God. It's and that's what what you, what you talked about earlier is that people don't always yes. receive God only from the preach no, word. No, no, no. And and you're and, so right. <laughs> you have to have. And I, I let me just do this, and I'll let I'll let you come right back in, precious. Okay. This is a call to ministers. You know, I'm always telling people, yep, I can talk about ministers because I train them. I can talk about pastors because I trained them. As this young lady has said, and if you have been following me over the years, you know that I am very much for the creative arts. Um, We support um, Sister Linda Stewart and Artists for Christ. I I myself write poetry. I myself write plays. Uh, for the Lord. So this is all very important. And I want you ministers to know that if you don't allow the people to use their gifts, I tell everybody, what, the, what anything that you can do can be done for God's glory. Whether Amen. it's cooking, playing basketball, 
whether it's singing, whether it's just smiling at people. Mm-hmm. Anything that you can do can be used for God's glory. So I don't want everyone thinking to ministry that you are being called to necessarily preach. We, as, as believers in the gospel of Jesus, we have all been called to be ministers of the gospel. We have all been called to be witnesses of the gospel. We have all been called to use our gifts and our talents and our time and our treasures um, to, to glorify God. So I'm really blessed, my sister, and I really wanted you to bring, I'm glad you brought that out, how your first introduction into ministry or, you know, when you fell in love with Jesus, mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily because you heard this this message that just penetrated your soul. <laughs> no. You know what I no. mean? But it was I do. in that quiet time when you were working with your hands, maybe with clay, or you were painting a yes. picture, or you were or you were writing a poem, and then you know, you just begin to really think about what you're writing or what you're saying or what you're painting, yes. and then you begin yes. to go into the praise mode. I don't know about yes. you, but but yes. when the Lord starts working up them created juices through you, girl, yes, and yes, you get to yes. see yourself on the page, you be like, wait a minute, hold up. Sometimes you got to hop out of Holy Ghost and say, that was good right there. I don't care who you are. That was absolutely. <laughs> that absolutely. You know, so you, we must stir up those gifts. Nobody wants to stir up the gifts of others. Well, that's wrong because now that's wrong. There are far mm-hmm. too few people want to stir up the gifts of others. Now, as long as their light is shining, as long as they're the star, oh, they want everybody to see what they're doing. But what I want to <laughs> point out to you about this young lady right here is, she like me. We don't care who gets the credit as long as the work gets done. See? Absolutely. Yes, you'll yes, never see, yes. You'll never hear me going around talking about, oh, I'm Bishop Cook. I'm Bishop Cook. <laughs> no. What you will hear me say is, hey, I'm Shalene. I'm God's delivery girl. Mm-hmm. I'm in the family business. My daddy, father, God, and I've been called to deliver you a feast for the day of his holy word. Yes. That's all. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. I, you know, I don't walk around talking about, I'm, I'm a shepherd, honey. Shepherds don't walk around talking about, you know what, I'm a shepherd. You know what, I'm a shepherd. You know what, I'm a shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> if you truly a shepherd, you don't have to tell nobody you're a shepherd. They'll know that by the way you live. All right. They'll know you're a shepherd by the way you stirring up the gifts amongst your sheep. Oh, yes. let a little lamb do anything around me. This little sister right here, I walked up and know her five minutes and said, let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost is upon me, and you need to come be on this program because you got a word all down in your belly, and you need to do it, and you need to do it more often. Bless you mm. right here. Hallelujah. And I praise mm-hmm. God for this opportunity. Uh-huh. Um, oh, baby. It's just this a beautiful opportunity. Now, tell me, precious, because you know, and the word of God says, let another man blow your trumpet. Well, <clears throat> I am the head trumpeteer 
I have just deemed myself the head trumpeteer for the kingdom of God. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to know if there are any books or special projects. You're a writer. Are you uh, planning on releasing a book of poetry? Yes, you are. You know, perhaps writing your bio. Yes, you will. And perhaps you have a nice coffee table art book or something. something. Oh, you are on to something now. (laughs) Praise the Lord, I am. And see, you know, the spirit of God, uh, spirit knows spirit, because actually I am. Um, God has given me a vision for a children's book series, um, which deals with uh, social and health disparities that black and brown black children are dealing with. Um, And it's called uh, Radio Raccoon and the Rainbow. And the raccoon symbolizes God's presence in their life, and the rainbow uh, symbolizes um, God's promise to them. So we have many children who are suffering the loss of their parents and their loved ones to violence. We have children who are um, abused and neglected. We have children who witness domestic violence. You know, and, and the there's nowhere system. for them to play. That's right, incarcerated parents. And so being able to have a book that gives out scriptures and proverbs and things from Amen. God that can encourage them along the, the way. Oh, so hallelujah. I'm working on that. Um, I'm also doing Glory. some um, – I'm also doing um, um, painting workshops. So oh, I do praise paint, God. Play, yeah, it's called Pray, Paint, and Praise. And okay, basically you tell I bring, us where they are. <laughs> I can come to tell you. Us. I do um, traveling ministry uh-huh. under my business. It's called Dion Nicole Arts. And okay. um, I do private parties, um, paint okay. parties. And so okay. people now will you're gonna invite tell us, You're going to give us all the contact information, right? I will. I'll give you the contact information. Okay. Well, well, uh, yeah. Hold on. Give us a second. Everybody, everybody, okay. <clears throat> get your pens, get your papers, okay, because she's going to preach in a minute. Get your Bibles, too. <laughs> so you might as well go and get your Bibles, get your writing implements and stuff right now. Okay, now, Bishop is ready. So if you, if you aren't ready, then you can um, um, contact Inbox Me, and I will give you the same information that she's giving out on the air. Because okay. no, then you know because um, I protect our guest, our host, and she will be a future host. The Lord just left that in my spirit. Um, so if, you know you will have to contact her by the means in which she tells you to contact her. So there's no point of calling okay. Bishop because <laughs> I won't give you a nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So my email address. Um, because I want to make the information available to people that they can model some of these things. If they're not able to come to me, I can be an advisor to them on how they can implement art and ministry and looking at the spirit moving through art in their own communities and their own houses of worship. And so I'll give out my email address. My email address is, it's D Nicole soul. So that's spelled D as in dog, E-E, as in elephant, Mm -hmm. and then it's Mm N-I-C-O-L-E for Nicole, and S-O-U-L, S as in Sam, S-O-U-L, at 
Oh, I like gmail.com. Dinacolesoul at gmail.com. Okay, and we'll have you give that out again at the end of the program, sweetheart. All right, we'll do. We'll do. Okay, precious. Um, I wanted now. to mention one other thing for you. Oh, um, yeah. God gave me this artist, my artist statement, and it, I think it sums up what I do believe my painting does with me. I say I embrace my artistic abilities as gifts from God to tell a story that speaks to a person's spirit. When I become concerned about an aspect or issue of the black community, I pray about it. And when I receive a vision from the divine creator, because you know God is the master artist, I sketch it out. (laughs) And when Mm. I paint, I picture Jesus because it's my spiritual discipline. I pray and then I paint. And when I paint, I picture Jesus sitting at the easel. And while Jesus does the painting, I have time on an island of peace with God. And when I paint, God talks to me about how much God wants us to be healed and to feel agape love. And my paintings, they speak to life, love, and spirit. And I'm just thankful for the gifts because, you know, I use art to edify God, not just for decoration. It's for edification. Amen. Hallelujah. I know that's right, my (laughs) sister. Now, listen. I praise God because, you know, we are really going to have to, I'm really going to have to swoop you up and take you to lunch because um, I have been working with uh, our incarcerated brothers and sisters at Santa Rita, San Quentin, now for the last 28 years. And, you know, what you just described your paintings do for you, that is exactly what they need Um these kind of programs that uh, Dr. Sylvester Henderson and I are fighting to get liberal arts integrated into the prison system. Um, oh, we, praise God! We we have um, we you know we have a lot of um, black and brown brothers and sisters um, that might not be mathematicians, but they can mm-hmm. sing and mm-hmm. they can draw. And what we mm-hmm. like to do is use their natural gifts as an inroad to higher learning. You know, Amen. we're saying yes. if, you know, in order to um, paint, there are some things you need to know. You need to know about palettes. You need to know about design. You might want to, you yes. know, something that you start them out simply by drawing. You get their yes. interest up. And then yes. maybe they, you know, they were graffiti artists or whatever. Now we can decide, we can begin to show them how to do graphics. Or we can, mm-hmm. you know, we can begin to show them, um, you know, they might um, can, they might be able to sing. And, you, you know, but you'll ask them, hey, tell me something. You, you know, who's your favorite gospel artist? They might say, oh, it's Shirley Caesar. Write me a paper on Shirley Caesar. Tell me why she's your favorite artist. So now you introduce yes. English and you you know, you introduce English into the equation. So I just mm-hmm. love the fact that you use your uh your art and uh, I know that we will be working closely together in the future, um, so that you can bring some of these art projects behind the walls and uh, bless some of the people there. Well, that would be wonderful. Hallelujah. I would love to have you. They would love to have you, too. 
Okay, my brothers and my sisters, again, I'm so sorry. Bishop has a cold tonight, but you know what? Nothing's going to keep me from hearing the word. So um, I also want to say good evening to some very special folks I see um, in our chat rooms tonight. Um, I want to say a special good evening to my deacon that is here. Uh, He is always faithful and is always tuned in because he loves to hear words. And uh, so I just want to thank you uh, for being in the house. And then um, there's another beautiful, uh, phenomenal young lady that's in the house tonight. Her name is Sharina. And this is another young lady that God is doing a great work in. And, again, I'm God's headhunter, you know, walked into um, Department of Social Services, saw the most beautiful young black lady I had ever seen in my life. I mean, just Beautiful skin, pretty long hair, beautiful smile, uh, blew me away. But again, just uh, 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 someone that needs to just need someone to come along beside her and um, let her know that God loves her and He sees her. So I'm just so happy that she's in the in in the house tonight. And I see all my little pastors. I just want to say thank you for being in the house. So without further ado. We are now going to, I gave my sister a few moments to rest her voice, and without further ado, we're going to let the good Rev come and do what she came to do. (laughs) So again, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that um, you, my brothers and my sisters, will again get your Bibles, get you um, a writing implement, um, and some pens and paper because you know here at the Spirit Alive Network we don't we don't uh, skim across the surface of God's word. We scuba dive. We go deep. Right. We word up. So I want to uh, ask that you give your undivided attention to my sister as she brings us a ream of word. So without further ado. My brothers, my sister, please receive Reverend Dion Carter. My sister, you have our undivided attention. Amen. 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 You know, I just want to say um, a prayer really quickly before I go, before I begin. Uh, gracious and loving God, the creator of our minds, our bodies, and our spirits, we come to you as your children, and we desire to worship you in spirit and in truth. God, we, add, we, we thank you for the forgiveness that you give to us and Lord um, we also thank you for your grace and your mercy um, God we know that your ways are not our ways and God we know that throughout history you have turned things upside down to get them where they should be and God we submit to your will over our lives God we ask that you just use me to glorify your name that someone may see something different that someone's life could be changed that someone may be comforted by the power of your Holy Spirit. These things I ask and many other blessings. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Um, The word that God has given me tonight is for a time such as this. Um, It's called when, if, and then. When, if, and then. You know, we're in some trouble, trouble times. Uh, You can just turn on the radio, you can turn on the television, you can 
ear hustle in the grocery store, and everyone is talking about all of the tragedies that are happening in this world today. Um, You look at our world, you look at the countries, the states, the cities, the neighborhoods. It appears that we are in a shamble of disorder and dis-ease, disease, social issues, racism, you know, sexism, um, oppression, um, the health of our communities, um, the politics. There's just an illness happening across the land. But, you know, God is still on the throne. Um, I really love the Lord because the Lord helps us see things differently. Um, When we don't do right, when we don't act right, when we don't think right, when we don't make good decisions and choices, God doesn't let us stay there. Um, First of all, I want to say that my spirit is grieved about the conditions of the people. Uh, But I always remember that God is the potter and we are the clay. And if the potter is building something and it doesn't turn out the way that it should, the book of Jeremiah tells us that he will tear it down and rebuild it. Um, My spirit is led to talk to you all about the word repentance, um, to turn back to God. Uh, When we see these horrible things happening in our world, that we turn from the ways that are not of God. Um, The book of Chronicles, um, in which the word came from tonight, is really about God's activity in our lives, um, in the children of Israel's path and where they were going. So I just want to lift up that scripture. It's Second Chronicles. And as I was doing my study, I realized that it's in Second Chronicles, the sixth chapter, uh, and it's verse 26 and 27. And then it's actually repeated again in Second Chronicles, the seventh chapter, 14. So I'm going to read both of them to you. The first one is Chronicles 6, 27, 2 Chronicles 6, 26 and 27. When the heavens are shut up and there is no rain because your people have sinned against you, and when they pray towards this place and give praise to your name and turn from their sin because you have afflicted them, then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your servants, your people Israel. Teach them the right way to live and send rain on the land you gave your people for an inheritance. And then the, the second reading is Second Chronicles seven fourteen, um, seems to be a pretty popular scripture, but I just want to reinforce it. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. When, if, and then. When, if, and then. And because God has given me the spirit of, of, of a creative artist, I'm going to give you a story about a teenager named Israel. And Israel wants to go to a party, just like many of us. We want to party. We want to have a great time. But then sometimes we run up against a few problems. And it's only if Israel's parent, just like our heavenly parent, it's only then that if they have grace and mercy, then Israel will get to go. 
So when I move forward, I really want you to think about humbling ourselves and praying, turning from our wicked ways. Um, those are the things that we're running up against to in our society right now. Um, then God will forgive our sins and heal our land, and then we can go to that party. So think about society when I talk about Israel. Now, the people of Israel were then, but it's nothing but cold soup warmed over. Uh, many of the Israelites' ways we have right now. So I'm going to go forward with my story here. Israel is a 16, he's 16 years old and in the 11th grade. His grades aren't that good because he can't seem to follow the directions at school or at home. Basically, Israel wants to kick it and have fun all the time. See, Israel wants to do what Israel wants to do. Ain't that just like some of us? Come on, Israel's girl, parents, they work full time, overtime, and under time <laughs> to take care of Israel's basic needs, just like what God does for us, and keep safety in our homes. But Israel, see, he doesn't appreciate it very much. He kind of takes it for granted. And he gives more attention and respect to material things. And I'm just going to stop there for a second because when we as people do not um, appreciate the grace and mercy that God has given us, sometimes we take it for granted. And we give more attention to this prosperity gospel of God providing us with material goods. Then you begin to focus on those. And those are the things that you begin to love. And, And the thing about it is, your parent, your heavenly parent, does a lot to keep the lights on in your house. So I ask you this question. Is your light on? Is it shining? Can you see? Are you letting your little light shine that so people can see your good works and glorify God in heaven? So listen to this. Israel, just like our society, had just got off a major punishment for not following the house rules. This is a conversation that Israel had with his parents to try to convince them to let him go to the party with his buddies. The thing is, Israel didn't even deserve to go. Israel wasn't handling the business the way he was instructed to by the head of the household. And Israel even asked his best friend Solomon to pray for him so he could get to go. And this is how the conversation went. Israel said to his parent, like what we say to our heavenly parent, can I go to the party? And the parent says, when I say no, I mean no. How many times have God told you no? Not yet. Maybe later. Can I go to the party? When I say no, I mean no. Well, why can't I go to the party? If you do what I told you to do, then I may think about it. If, that's the if. And then he says, okay, so if I change my attitude and follow your rules and do what you said do, then can I go? And the parent says, then you can go. When, if, and then. This is similar to what is going on with the Israelites in the second Chronicles chapter 7, you know the Israelites, the ones who seem to never be able to get it right. 
the ones who spent 40 years traveling around the wilderness when the promised land was right over the hill. Remember the Israelites, the ones who worshiped things like money and material things instead of God. Did they do it on purpose? I'm not sure that they did because things like this happen when we get dazzled and be dazzled and shocked by the things of the world. For example, Trump becoming a president. Things that we get emotional about can blind us. But what about when things that make us feel good make God unhappy? Come on. See, in this scripture, God calls for repentance to turn. And God clearly says when, if, and then. In this biblical story, God had delivered the Israelites from slavery and punishment. They had come back into their own country from 70 years in exile as Babylonian slaves. And their king was a man named Solomon. And see, God wanted them to rebuild God's temple and rededicate and serve God, not themselves, not men, but God. And that God would establish the kingdom of Israel, um, which is what they said they wanted. Um, So you think about society today, we want peace in the land, we want equality in the land, we want justice in the land, but many of us have forgotten to follow the rules of God. Um, I've seen some horrible things come out of people's mouths about, you know, clergy people who, preachers that are on Facebook saying, I'm not going to forgive and I shouldn't forgive, and but let me move on, I digress. So before they began to build this temple, Solomon did a prayer, and I'm just going to lift up a a couple of things that Solomon said in this prayer, and you can find them in 2 Chronicles chapter 6, verses 14 through 42. Um, So I'm just going to lift up a a couple of things. He, uh, Solomon said, but I ask you to answer my prayer. So he was talking to God. He says, listen from heaven and decide who is right. Then punish the guilty person and let the innocent one go free. And then verse 27 says, listen from your home in heaven and forgive him, forgive them. He's praying on the behalf of the people. He's asking God to listen from your home in heaven and forgive them. The people of Israel are your servants, so teach them to live right and send rain on the land that you promised them forever. You know, it's interesting because The people, we are God's servants, and God is teaching us how to live right by any means necessary. I mean, I've never seen white people, black people, Chinese people, all these different people, Latinos coming together saying, you know, basically we want to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And I don't really believe that this would have come to pass if we weren't in the social and political climate that we're in. So, you know, Solomon says this prayer, and throughout this story, God is encouraging us um, that God wants to share the hope for the future. When, if, and then, there's certain things that we are called to do. Can we go to the party? God says, when I said no, I meant no. Uh, well, why can't I go to the party? If 
you follow my rules and regulations, then I will let you go. We need a healing in our land, my brothers and sisters. We need to turn from our wicked ways, my brothers and sisters. We are all sinners saved by grace. So God has given us a couple of things to think about as it relates to when. Verse 13, when. The Lord says that uh, when I, if my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Okay, when things don't go your way, understand that God is still on the throne. You know, so many people are upset over Trump being the president. We're not getting our way. If we had our way, it wouldn't be him. But God saw fit for God's own purpose and plan for our nation to allow him to be our president. When things don't go our way, what do we do about it? How do we deal with it? The Lord tells us to trust in God and lean not to our own understandings and to acknowledge God in everything we do, and God will direct our path. Verse 14 says, if, if you turn, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. See, the thing about it is, The word if is pretty interesting because it's conditional, meaning it's cause and effect. He begins the scripture by saying, if my people will humble themselves and all the things they need to do, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. So ask yourself this question. When things don't go your way, Are you still able to humble yourself and pray and seek God's face? If my people are called by my name, we must acknowledge that we belong to God. And we must submit to God's authority. We must pray and seek God's activity in every single situation. If you're on the freeway and you decide you want to... Leave work, leave to go to work late, and you flying on the freeway doing 75, and then someone gets in front of you doing 30. Some people will get really upset about that. But have you ever thought maybe God did that to slow you down? Have you ever thought that God said, no, you're going to be late because you didn't get up on time? Come on, come on. We must submit to God's authority. And we must pray to seek God's activity in the situation. As I said before, all things work together for good. But only for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So the spiritual sunglasses, we got to put them on. And we have to examine areas in our lives where we're not being humble, where we're being haughty where we're thinking more about ourselves than we should, and we take an advantage of God's grace. So think about those areas of your life. 
And think about those areas not only in your own personal life, but in the life of our society. You know, I say this a lot to people. Do you want God's vision or do you want television? Come on. And the reason why I say that is because God's ways are not the world's ways. And if you listen to the news media and that becomes, you become a bearer of bad news. And God is asking for big spirits. God wants people to to share the good news. See, if you follow the news media, you'll share the bad news. But God says the gospel is the good news and it needs to be shared. You know, the humility piece is really important because we have to humble ourselves in the face of of, of of what we can see with our natural eyes as oppression, but we need to draw on the power of God from the heavens because greater is he that is in me than is he that is in the world. And, and you know, verse 14 continues to say that um, then God will hear, forgive, and heal. So once we're able to humble ourselves, and then seek God's face in our situations and continue to commune with God and pray with God and, and make sure we check ourselves about things that we think and hate because they hate it. We hate because they discriminate. We discriminate. Those are wicked ways. And it's not justified. God says, yeah, I saw what they did. But it does not justify you to have hate. I've called you to love and love more abundantly and have life more abundantly. So God says, then, if you're able to do those things, then I will hear from heaven, forgive your sin, and heal your land. See, the people in Israel, they had gotten sidetracked, bamboozled, thinking about their own selfish ways and what they thought was best. Um, if they had had it their way, they would have stayed in slavery because they was getting three meals. And you remember when Moses came, they, 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 they was mad at them because they didn't want to go out into a land that they felt they would starve to death. You know, I hear many people saying, we don't have one Democrat on the seat, on the seat of the Senate, right? Well, maybe God had to take those things away because you thought they were going to save you. Hmm. Have we ever thought if we think about it, maybe God is saying, you all have depended on the work of your own hands, and I'm still here. And I'm still here, and I still got all the power in my hands. So if, you know, Jesus came to set up the social order, he turned everything topsy-turvy. Right? So everything is topsy-turvy right now if my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven forgive their sin and heal their land. That's what you got to tell people. That's the good news. Amen. Because there's still opportunity for our sins to be forgiven. God is still talking to us. When Moses went up on that hill, he God wasn't talking to nobody but Moses. But God said, I will hear, I will forgive, and I will hear, heal. So once we reach the ear of God through prayer and repentance, God will not only remove the guilt, but restore our health to the way God called it to be. 
Hallelujah. So God answered Solomon with four conditions. We got to humble yourselves by admitting your sins. James 4.10 says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. We got to pray to God and ask for forgiveness. God, we know that you are bigger than any president. We know that you are bigger than any uh, Democratic or Republican party. We know that our, our purpose and plan is in you and our future lies in your hands. Turn back to God. Second Chronicles yeah. 637 says, and if they have a change of heart in the land where they were held captive Come on. and repent Take it to the bridge. and plead with God in the land and say, we have sinned, we have done wrong and acted wickedly. God, I stand in the gap for those who cannot bring yes, themselves Lord. to Come own on. up to their own wicked thoughts. Lord, I stand in the gap and I ask for forgiveness yes. for all yes, of Lord. my people. Who, yes, who turned on the news to hear what thus saith Trump, what thus saith Hillary, and they forgot come to on, open their Bible and say what and thus saith the Lord. The Lord, Amen. Um, the third thing is we need to seek God all the time because God yes. seeks us all the time. Yes. And true pen- repentance is more than a word or a notion. It's more than a talk. It's walking the walk. It's changed behavior. Whether we sin individually or as a group or even as a nation, following these steps will lead to forgiveness, and God will answer our prayers if we keep it real. Hallelujah. And I'm going to wrap it up and say this. As individuals need to get in line with our God, which yes, will take yes, true yes, yes. repentance. When, if, and then, we all fall short of the glory of God, and we struggle with this. We hold on to wrongs that were done to us by others. And some of us even do wrong to others. We turn our backs on God far too often. We allow things of the world to shape our behaviors and, and who we are and what we should be worshiping. When we live lives that bring glory to God, our lives and God's church, and I'm talking about the building and outside of the building, will be stronger than ever. When, if, and then. And then. To God be the glory. Oh, to God be the glory. Hallelujah. She just gave you a ream of word. Ha. If, when, and then. Have you ever noticed in the word of God that he always tells us, you know, he always, there's always conditions with God. God says, he often says, if you, when you, then Mm -hmm. I. Have you Mm -hmm. ever noticed that? Anything that God Mm -hmm. wants us to do, he says, if you. Then I do this. Then I. <laughs> if you, then I. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So you know, anytime the Lord wants us to really get something, that's what He. There's always a condition. You know, mm-hmm. um, our salvation is free, but with salvation comes a responsibility. And my Amen. sister says she was going to digress on a point, but I'm gonna bring it back and then I'm gonna open up the line. Uh, All right. I'm gonna bring it back. Listen, pastors, like I said, I can talk about <laughs> pastors because I trained them. Listen, pastors, Amen. one of the problems 
you know, the people of God can't get it right, won't get it right, unless we as the good shepherds help them get it right. Praise we have the Lord. to do more than just yes. tell our congregations where the Lord says, be ye holy, for I am holy. When you are a mother, with a single mother, with three different baby daddies, that's not hope. That's not a hopeful situation for her, because she's saying, That's "I'm right. blown. It. I can never be holy." But see, you've got to right. you've got to go all the way through with that and say, you know. But you got to understand, baby. Don't get upset. It's not you that makes you holy. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. that makes you holy. We yes, have yes. to start getting stop talking to hear ourselves talk. And yes. start ministering unto the people of God. We have to start telling them how to. I am a repentance preaching, transformation teaching pastor. Mm-hmm. 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 This is a process, but you will not fix what you do not acknowledge. I have never, like my sister, I have never heard so many people falling out and carrying on because Trump became president. I'm looking at them like, what? You're Christian? Uh, Excuse me, baby. It don't matter if Hillary or Trump is in the White House. My neighborhood is still going to look the same. Still going to look the same. That's right. Still going to look the same. And the same person that's been taking care of me is going to continue to take care of me. He's Amen. creator of all things. He's Father God, the Counselor, Jehovah Jireh. He is uh, Jehovah Sikhanu. He is Jehovah Rapha. Praise your name, Lord. I don't care who in the White House. I'm trying to get into God's house. I'm yes, yes. Amen. I'm stuff. not trying to get my name at the White House. I'm trying to get my name at Come God's on. house. Amen. Look here. here. Too many of us go to the Father like he is stuck on stupid, sitting on silly, waiting on dumb, with retorted on feedback. Don't you know not only does God know what we do, he knows why we do it? Yes, yes, and yes. so many of us are passing the book. Oh, I'm not going to pray. Let the preachers pray. Let the evangelists yep. pray. Let the deacons yes. pray. No, God is calling yes. for you to pray. See? Yes, every when we single start, one of us. You know, when we start living for God without compromise, when we start letting our light shine without apology, mm-hmm. when we mm-hmm, start mm-hmm. praying, when we start looking outside of our own tent, you know, I have never seen the church so full of me, mine, and my in my whole life. Yes. Folks been yes. sitting up in the church 90 years and wouldn't give a cripple crab a crutch if their life depended on it, and it does. So, yep. thank to God, the time to stop playing, the, to, you know, the time for playing church is over. God has pulled the covers People Come on, been hiding. Covers. And, you know, yeah. you know, like Adam, Adam, Adam. Yeah. Ate from the he ate from the he ate from the tree, and then he go putting a leaf in front of him. God said, "How you know you was naked?" Exactly. Oh, 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 we think we can hide. hide. You can run, but you can't hide. Mm-mm. Oh God, you know we don't want to pray till a situation hits our doorstep. Right, right. We, you know, we can walk over the feet of homeless people on our way to a missions meeting. Huh? <laughs> Oh, 
Ain't that terrible? Okay. It's just terrible. You know, we, 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 we can we can we can see people people come in for, for prayer and we're rushing them out the door talking about I'll pray for you and we don't even know what the problem is. Right. Okay. That's right. The, Tell the, the word truth of God and shame said, the devil. For real. You know, we've got to stop playing church. You know, we we we, we would rather listen to these preachers that want to preach prosperity. Baby, let me tell mm-hmm. you something. They not flowing in the prophetic. They are flowing in the pathetic. Because, see, oh. God, he don't need <laughs> our money. That's right. That's right. God don't need our money. Let me tell you something. I'm one of these preachers that say, oh, Bishop, yeah, I said it. You know what? I have, We have been running this ministry for six years. You have never heard me ask for not one donation. Why? Why should I ask people for donations when I can go straight to God and get everything I want? Ah, hallelujah. I, I ask you, you might give me a piece of it. But when I go to the Father, I get it all. Right. And then overflow. Right. So, and you know, God just, said, and he said, y'all not even worthy to get the crumbs under the table. But, but, but you know, because of God's grace and love and, and, and loves us. I, I think people know, don't really understand how much God loves us. And so even in no. the day, I'm saying, God, I thank you. I thank mm-hmm. you for what's happening. I thank well, you for what you're doing. I thank you, Lord. I see you. I hear you. Good. I feel you. It may not thank be you. what everybody else wants, but it's what you want because yep. you know that it's by any <laughs> means necessary. That's how much you love us, that you yes, want to see yes. us. We down here suffering, and you see us, and you want us to be healed. And, God, we want to be healed. But, Lord, That's we got right. to open That's the right. eyes of the people who are blind and, and, and speak the yes, truth. Yes. Even when people, and, I done lost a lot of friends people are mm. mad at me because i'm saying how could you get up and represent god and say these and ugly things in public and then I say that you right. believe in god you cannot right, do both sis. and you they can be mad take, at me i don't care you can't serve you cannot you either you're gonna hold on to the world's hand or you're gonna you're gonna get on god's plan you can't do both that's right but listen, that's right and how listen, can you I love god there's somebody in the studio. There might be somebody in the studio want to get on this because, see, me and my sister, we'll get up here and get tuned up and forget you all are even in here. Right. So right now, <laughs> if there is Lord. anyone in the studio that has a question, a comment, want to get in on the discussion, just want to praise God, want to say, I know that's right, if you kindly press your one, I will bring you right on into the studio, uh, bring you on in live. I will address you by your area code and the last four numbers of your phone number. So at this time, if anybody has a comment or a question, because, see, you know, uh, this is our program. This is not the Bishop Shaleen show or the Reverend Dion show. This is not a mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. This is, this is worship. This is, this is worship and praise, and this is studying and going deeper. So right now, if you have any questions or you just want to get your praise on, hallelujah, press your ones, and I'll bring you right into the studio. Oh, hallelujah. I'll also be referring to you in the chat room. If you have any comments or if you have any questions for Reverend Dion, and, oh, before we even get started, let me tell you something. We are not going to turn this in complaining session about our new president. Because I'm going to tell you something All right, right now. I did not vote for Donald Trump. 
but whether I like it or not, like my sister said, he is our, he is the president of this country. And like she said, maybe we need to, instead of all this complaining and going out and tearing up stuff, which makes absolutely no sense to me, we should be praying and we should be saying this is a wake-up call. Let me tell you yes, something. Yes, yes. God did not call government agencies to take care of his people. God no. called his people mm-hmm. to take care of his people. Now, now yes, is yes. the time for us to give back to the old landmark, give back to the B-I-G-L-E. <laughs> you know, there was a time when somebody, I'm showing my age and I don't even care, but there was a time if somebody had a fire, somebody's husband ran off, somebody whatever, the neighbors was going on. They back out of casserole. Uh, I got some clothes mm-hmm. for them children. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Come on down here. We're going to put you up for them. Y'all come on in here. We can squeeze in my house. Mm-hmm. 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 I can remember growing up as a little girl during the civil rights movement and marching down streets where policemen were on the buildings with tear gas pointed at us, you know. Mm. And when I think about, you know, the fact that our people have come through slavery, our people have come through lynchings and and beatings and tear gassing, do you really believe that one little Donald Trump can really bring down a whole race of people? Mm-hmm. Instead of speaking things that are absolutely silly, let us speak God's truth. Yes. Let us let us, let us live God's truth. You know what God yes, said? You yes. know what Jesus said in Matthew? He said, he was talking about the people that were going to inherit his kingdom that could come to the party, like my sister said. You know the people that God said could come to the party? He said, look, he said, all you people, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was sick, you came to me. When I was in prison, you came to me. Yes. That don't sound like put on your best suit and hat and march up in the church and sit down. If you are a child of God, you have been called and sent, not called to sit, okay? Mm-hmm. So we have been called to reach the lost at any cost. So it is our prayer tonight that you truly would humble yourself. You know, instead of, you know, you're the only reason that you're concerned about Trump is because you're scared you're going to lose your job. You're going to be lost in that Lexus you used to drive. And, you know, it don't have nothing to do with what God might have going on. You know, oh, I keep it real up on here. They know me. I don't play. <laughs> you know, it don't have nothing to do with what God might be doing. That's right. So I just want you to stop and consider. If you call Father God, Jehovah, the one and only true, wise, self-existing God, your father, then you need to start, we all need to start acting like it. 
like she said, we need to take control over situations. When we see stuff, instead of talking about how terrible it is, we need to fall down on our knees and start praying. Amen. The battle is not between flesh and blood. No, but with principalities, what you think insurance companies are, what you think the police departments right. are, what you think Social Security is, what are you? All of these are principalities. Yes, yes. You know, but you got to know that God is your source. We should always be prepared to look to the hills from which cometh our yes, help. Yes, cometh our help. Because our help there is no other help like the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, um, I've been looking in the chat rooms. Everybody said, oh, my sister, everybody, uh, Tammy, because I like to call people out because, you know, I won't put folks to know I see them. Uh, sister Tammy, <laughs> from Fort Lauderdale, <clears throat> and Sister Jasmine from Dallas. Amen, babies. I see you. They said, girl, you preach. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I give all glory to God. Amen, amen, amen. Now, all right now, say. Now look here, if you don't if you have a pray if you was holding a praise in your spirit and uh you just you know, you you like I, I maybe I should say something. No I should, maybe I should. No, maybe I should well I'm gonna help a few people out. <laughs> Cause I can do that. I'm the deacon. All right, <laughs> let me talk to my look, look, let me I'm, I'm I'm the bishop. Let me talk to my deacon. Deacon. Deacon, get a yes, get on the horn. What you what you think about that sir? Wasn't that a good service? That was very good. You know, I've been thinking about throughout history there have been good kings and bad kings, but the only king I really care about is the one who's coming back someday to reclaim my soul. Hallelujah. 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 Shout out to Dickie William Isbell. <clears throat> you can hear him every Sunday morning in the Spirit of Life Praise and Worship uh, Experience uh, service. He is an awesome, a faithful deacon, and I love him so much. Now, i got to say something to baby girl because I know she has. I just want to say hello to her again and let her know I love her. Well, hello, Miss Sister Serena. I love you, precious one. Well, what you think, baby? What you think? You got a soul? Can you hear me? Yes, baby, we can hear you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it, it, It was a great sermon. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> uh, so, you know, look, uh, I'm just so glad, honey, that you joined us on tonight. And don't worry about yeah. the little ones that are they praising God, too. I don't let them bother me. Look, y'all praising God up in the gap. Thank you, Jesus. So I hope you come again, and I hope pretty soon, Sharina, this will be you. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'd like to get you. I'd like to get your story, and we're just going to praise God and uh, the work that he's doing through you next. So look forward to Bishop's call, because I will be calling. Amen. Glory to God. Will there be Amen. 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 Will there be another? Hallelujah. All right, then. Well, mighty woman of God, once again, I want to thank you for that ream of words. If praise the Lord. <laughs> When, as in. Yes, so, yes. One more again, Saint. If we humble ourselves, first of all, get over what, you know, just remember, it's not about us. It's all about him. Mm-hmm. If we just remember to humble ourselves, you know, 
we're obedient to the Most High God. I mean, he loved us so much that he gave us. God gave us his best, and Jesus gave us his all. Thank you, God. So the least that we can Thank do you. is simply live our lives, a life pleasing unto him. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. So that we Hallelujah. might bring others uh, so that through us, others might come to know him. So we need to humble ourselves. Um, then, thanks to God, we need to pray. And the word of God tells us that we need to pray without ceasing, which means we just don't throw up an SOS prayer like, oh, God, Lord, look at the touch this situation, Jesus, and think we're done. We as saints are to pray until something happens, and something will only happen when we begin to sincerely pray and when we begin to truly expect God to move on our behalf. You know, I hear so many people saying, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. Mm-hmm. And the reason that is is because they feel if they pray, they can't expect God to move. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to pray expecting God to move. First of all, he needs to move in us. Heal that land in us, that land in yes. our hearts, that envy, yes, that yes. land in our hearts that still hates, that land in our hearts that that can that can commit adultery. Heal that land in our hearts that can lie. Heal that land in our hearts yes, that can still yes. go out on Sunday and go to church Sunday and then go cheat their brothers and sisters Monday through Friday. We need God to heal that 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 land in our hearts. So yeah. that we will be strengthened Lord, so that you, we can go out and be vessels to heal our community and then heal Amen. the world. Don't you know praying folks can literally change their very existence? Yes, We can do. change the world around us by simply yes, praying. Yes, but we can't yes, go up yes. there telling God how to be God. We can't Amen. go up there complaining about well, Lord, fix this, and Lord, fix that. No, we need to go up there asking God what we can do to make a difference. Yes. yes. We need to live our lives and be the change that we want to see in the world. Yes, yes. So, beloved, I pray that on tonight that you truly will just always seek God's face because the word of God declares in the creeds in the book of Matthew that if, you seek ye first the kingdom of God and do not overlook this part and his righteousness. That's where people get All twisted. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they, they want to mm-hmm. leave out part. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the word of God goes on and declares, and all things shall be added unto you. Praise the Lord. And I praise God that the more things I add won't add it on to me is more wisdom, more love, more discernment. Hallelujah. Yes. More grace mm. so I can ex- administer more grace. More mercy so I can administer yes. more mercy. That's right. The fruit you of know, the Spirit. That's what I, I want. I want all the, the things the that money don't buy. That, that yes, money can't yes. buy. It only can't comes buy. from God. Yes. So, my, my beloved family, I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank everybody for uh, just being here with us and listening to the Word of God and studying with us on tonight. My beautiful sister, Dion, 
Um, this is the first time, but it's most definitely not the last time. God uh, bless you. God you are blessed. We'll hear from you. Um, we do plan. I do plan on um, working with you and making sure that we get a place, a regular spot for you here, so All that right. God can work through you. And so I just want right. to. I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that uh, I'm just going to pray for you right now because I just Thank want you, the Lord Bishop. to truly bless you. Hallelujah. Most gracious and heavenly Father, I just come before your throne of grace thanking you for the mighty woman of God. Father God, I pray that you now pour into her as she has poured into us, O oh God, and refill her, God. Hallelujah. I pray, Lord God, for my beloved and beautiful sister, more discernment, more power, more wisdom. Hallelujah. Yes, Increase her territory, O oh God. Yes, Hallelujah. Lord. Use her mightily, Father God, to bless your people. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you bless her beloved family. I pray, Lord God, that you would bless their goings out and their goings in, Lord God. I bless. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would bless her in the marketplace, Lord, everywhere that she goes, Father God. Use her mightily, Father. Hallelujah. And we know, Lord Hallelujah. God, that her... Her next assignment is coming, Father God, and we know that she will be ready. Lord God, I just thank you in advance for the coffee table book and art books that were coming. I thank you, Father God, for all the art art lessons that she will be given. I thank you for the children's books that are going forth, Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would take them, Lord, and exalt them and blow them up for your glory, Lord. And I pray in the name of Jesus that anything that this precious one asks you for, hallelujah, if it be your will, you if give her an will, extra God. portion. You oh, give her an God. extra portion in the name of Jesus. Now, Father God, I just Jesus. pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart is truly acceptable in thy sight. You are my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Well, praise God. This 90 minutes flew with my little raggy voice and all, but, huh, the devil mad. I just I just spotted him in his head. I, his eye, old flathead, man. She, oh, she ain't going to talk with her voice like that. I said, watch me. I don't have good sense. I love me some Jesus. But anyway, <laughs> beloved, this is Bishop Charlene Cook, sounding more like Kermit the Frog. But I truly pray that you have heard something on tonight. That has truly, I mean truly, inspired you, uplifted you, encouraged you, impacted you, activated you to live a more abundant life in Christ. Now, my sister and I pray that you acknowledge Christ in all that you do. And it is our fervent prayer from every minister here on the Spirit of Life Network that you be ye transformed. Good night, and God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.